Tecmo Baseball. Manage your own team to the series championship. Even create your own all-star game. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. And I'm Sam. And we are playing another NES baseball game, yet somehow still not getting like a sequel. This is just another different company saying, I want to stay up at baseball games too. There will no there will be no monopoly on baseball games, but there will be Monopoly on the NES. We just haven't gotten there yet. Guys, thoughts on baseball games? Take it away, Sean. Um, we've seen a lot of different, like, basic takes on it, like what, where to place the camera, what to do with hitting and pitching. Like, there's a couple things that have sort of become universal, but uh, since there's no recipe for a sports game yet, uh they all kind of have their own flavor to them. Joe, give me your thoughts on going to a baseball game. I like going to a baseball game. It's a great, uh, a great pastime, an American pastime. Uh, I, I, and this might be a bold stance, but I actually prefer going to a baseball game than watching two AI and po- opponents play each other on the NES. Uh, it's a little too far for me. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's a, it's an unpopular opinion. Sam, thoughts on cricket as a rival to baseball? I don't think that it's really a rival to baseball. I see it more as a rival to running bases. Um, you know, the game that you'd play as a kid or as an adult. I don't really tell you how to live your life. But um, What is running bases? Running bases? You never played running bases? No. I've never played running, unless I called oh, it a man. different name or something. Should we get into this? I would love to. Sam, <laughs> Sam break, down, to. break down just the basic rules of running bases. Okay, so the basic rules of running bases are there are two bases, and there are you have if there are people one per, two people on the bases, this one person on each box. base, right? And you have I think usually a tennis ball, uh, and you throw it back and forth. Those two people throw it back and forth, and each time you th- they have three. Throws, I think. I think it's like one for the money, two for the show. Three, get ready, four to go. Um, that's how we would play it. And then on the last one, you have. So if you're, there's also people who are on the bases, and you have to run to the other base. And if you start running to the other base, the uh, the either person with the ball can peg it at you. And if you get uh, hit with the ball, then you're out. So some people go immediately to try and get people off guard and some people wait until you have to go on the fourth one and there's a big crowd of people so you're kind of protected in the herd um and some people might wait for someone to try and like you know throw the ball and they mess up the throw and it goes too far and they get that they get away that way but that that's kind of it it's kind of like monkey in the middle but i'll just know you're trying to hit the monkey from that description i i don't think it's just from your description i think I think that I just don't have a handle on that. I can't even visualize what's happening. Oh, <laughs> it's basically a derby of base running. I, I'm okay. pretty sure that I played this just by a different name. Uh, we just called it Hotbox. I, we also didn't didn't <laughs> say whatever it is you said at the top, uh, one for the money or whatever. But I also can't remember if we have we had to throw the ball at each other. Or if you just had to tag someone like they were 
Well, you can tag, but before. you also can throw. Okay, maybe that's what it was. But yeah, we called it Hotbox. Got it. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Well, we're not talking about real-life video games, um, which is weird to call them video games. They're not. But we're going to talk about Tecmo Baseball, the less-spoken-of Tecmo game. I think we already mentioned this, but I don't think a lot of us were anticipating anything other than Tecmo Bowl. Were, were you guys anticipating like Tecmo to make other sports games on top of the football games? I was not. I had only heard of uh, Tecmo Bowl. Same. And so the the funny thing here is I, I'd give an overview, but we always just say it's baseball. Like, you, you know what you're getting. However, this time they chose, like Sean mentioned, you know, there, there are choices that you make on where you're going to place the camera and how you're going to play it out. It's kind of a mixture of a lot of the different games that we've seen in the sense that I feel like it kind of plays like RBI baseball in certain respects. But it feels like NES baseball in a lot of other respects, and the camera controls are a lot like bases loaded. So if it's possible to have seen those games get made, learn from them, and then make a hybrid of those three games, I think that's ultimately what Tecmo Baseball comes out with. However, I'm just not sure that the development timeline allows for that. So it's just really bizarre set of coincidences that they managed to copy three different NES baseball games formulas and make a somewhat unique baseball game here. Yeah, I mean, I think part of that is just that there are only so many ways to logically create the sport in a video game sense uh, at this technology level. So, I mean, it wouldn't really make sense to, I don't know, put the camera out to the side so that, like, the the pitcher and the batter are, like, sort of facing each other in profile. Like, that wouldn't make any sense. So you can really only think, like, I'm going to put it in front of the, the batter, I'm going to put a in front of the pitcher or something along those lines. Or just, like, directly overhead. Or Yeah, I guess that is a possibility, too. Um, but the, what's sort of unique about this one is that it just stays behind the pitcher for the most part. Um, actually, entirely. <laughs> um, regardless of who's batting. Yeah, it takes a broadcast style there. And I think we've talked about that for Bases Loaded, really bringing the presentation part of a baseball game uh, to the NES. Joe, what are your thoughts on when you have that pitcher overhead camera view as opposed to being, you know, the camera kind of behind the catcher where it seems like most baseball games even today have wound up? What's your what's your take on that camera view? You know, it's funny. I didn't really think about it too much. Uh, it didn't bother me just because I was just playing this kind of in a vacuum. Um, I, I, I do think that it makes sense that it would be uh, behind the pitcher, whether you're batting or you're pitching, just because uh, if you're playing two-player, you would want it to be consistent. And then I just assume they wouldn't want to like go through the trouble of making it different in single-player than it would be in two-player. Um, but yeah, actually, now that you mention it, you're right. That That does feel weird based on like, modern like mlb games and stuff where it's always behind the catcher right i i just hadn't even really thought about it as i was playing but it's been a while since i've played a baseball game that's not on the nes it's almost like the the your perspective is the catcher uh right not so much behind but yeah right right that's right there's also no uh mlb affiliation in this one the teams are uh you know loosely mirrored to baseball teams they just don't use the players names and they don't quite say new york mets i think they say new york nm uh for national whatever uh not national league but whatever nm would stand for in this particular league new york new mexico there you go exactly it's just a hybrid team between the (laughs) spring training and the uh actual place that they play. absolutely i wanted to ask sam though does it matter if we get 
baseball, real baseball players in these NES games, like they don't really have a chance to get their likeliness in there. So do you really care if you're playing as, uh, you know, the actual stars of 1989 or would you just be fine playing as Derek somebody? I think that if especially I think the only it doesn't matter except when the pitcher stats come up. I think that might have been cool to see. Like recognizable pitcher names next to the like the ones who have good um, good stats for each game, and yeah, it's funny because it, that's there, right? Like there, it's in a way, it's the pitcher stats from those teams, just not being able to actually use their names. Yeah, yeah. I think that if they had, um, I don't know if like between each uh, each batter they had like a little portrait that came up to show who was next. Like then it, it would kind of matter at, at this point, And this game has, uh, um, it's the, the graphics aren't really all that good in comparison to something like RBI. So that like likeness wouldn't matter anyway. Um, but I think that if, if the game looked a little better and maybe if they had like those portraits that popped up, then, then that would be, an interesting thing to do. Yeah, it also feels like um, maybe maybe no one was really thinking of that as much because we're you mentioned at the top, Mike, that we're like not really in the era yet of of sequels to baseball games or of like of like the same company making another baseball game. So it might just feel like if you were to do that, it would it would be outdated pretty quickly and then be over. So it might just feel like a kind of pointless to do that. I mean, granted, you might still sell sell in your initial year but then after a while when when things are changing people are moving to different teams or whatever um totally it's not there, like they're coming a, out with a new one every year yeah there's a reason why they do this like yearly release schedule now every year because nobody wants to play with uh the new york mets team that isn't representative of the current team you know even though you could technically do those trades yourself they'd rather just buy the next year's version and uh, we haven't seen that yet on the NES of like a Tecmo Baseball 89, Tecmo Baseball 90, you know? Right. So when you start up the game, uh, you, you know, it's a confusing set of messages where you have to select twice. They want you to be certain that you're that you're picking your things. And I'm not going to get into that again. We know how you love but that. There's, there's also a confusion for me here with the DH rule of use and not use. Do we think that's just like a... A weird translation thing there, like that there could have just been a better way to get that over. I don't know. The words use <laughs> and not use just feel strange to me. I mean, I guess it, I mean, it's not the most, uh, it's not the, the most elegant way to say it, but it's clear enough to me. I would have appreciated a yes, no. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That's or fine. maybe just stay true to the fact that in the National League, there is no DH rule, so you don't even need to ask that question if you're playing in a home team's National League ballpark. True. Does it even, like... I mean, I, I guess there's no... There's no differences in the ballpark, so... Um, I, well, I whoever is the home team, I guess. Uh, you know, if the National League team is the home... Is, is in the bottom of the innings, then you would know, like, okay, cool, no DH rule. I don't know. It's very specific, but it's a thought I have. I do have bigger thoughts about the game that we can just get into right now because we might as well start talking gameplay, the meat and potatoes of a baseball game. It's all about batting, fielding, base running, and pitching. Those are those are the meat and potatoes. To give a little bit of criticism about the game, I think Tecmo Baseball finally answered for me why Nintendo 
didn't trust you to control fielding in NES baseball. Does it have to do with the visibility? It's a visibility issue. It's also a just a fielding in general issue is like I was never able when the opposing team hit the ball, I was never able to accurately predict where that ball was going to land, which one of my fielders was going to be the one because you just happen to control all of them at the same time. So if you currently see your second baseman and the ball is like a pop-up, you might think like, okay, cool, my second baseman can go like into the shallow outfield and catch that. But then the ball continues to just keep rolling back. And then all of a sudden you realize that it's more of a catch for your center fielder. However, he's now all the way at the fence because you've been driving your second baseman, left field, left fielder, right fielder, and center fielder all towards the same direction. So now he's got no chance of catching the ball. The ball just kind of lands there, and then it's it's like an ant, like slowly marching towards the ball because they are that small uh, to pick up the ball and then throw it somewhere. So I think maybe that was Nintendo's logic way back when in 1985 to be like. You know, I just don't think we have the technology to let people control the fielders themselves. I, that's I'd why they had the that, game That's sort of how I started off playing. Was like that was a very, uh, a very annoying and frustrating feature, and that's sort of how it was. I think in one of the other baseball games that finally let you control the outfield. Uh, but over time, like because the information is there, like that, like it still uses that like high-pitched whistle sound to tell you when it's still going up and uh, it kind of comes back down when the ball starts coming down. So over the course of uh, the couple games that I played, I was a bit more accurate with uh, like who I thought the ball was going to. Um, I was never perfect, but I, I think that like if you played this game over and over, you would sort of get the hang of that. Yeah, I was I was okay at getting under it, but my my problem was that was the visibility thing, where like if something if 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 a ball is hit and it's going like to left field and and it's something that normally I would think the left fielder should get, uh, but I can't see the left fielder, so my gut, my instinct right there is just to have like the shortstop or whoever I can see go towards it, and then he can't reach it, and then by the time it by the time it lands, I realize oh the left fielder would have been able to get it, but I would have had no way of knowing it because I don't know where. I don't know which I don't know exactly where he is, so it's really hard to control him by guessing where he is off camera. Yeah, I I think that kind of like Sean said, the more that you play this game, the more you get used to you get a feel for that. How it, yeah, cuz I think for me the audio cue was the biggest help. Like the the ooh, you can hear where the peak of it is. Um and so while I also had the same problem with the outfield, uh, I was fine in the infield mostly because of that uh, that audio cue. But I think if I played the game enough to know, like, all right, if this is a, a, a hit, like a fly to left field, I'm not going to send out my shortstop if the pitch is still going up when it is like leaving the infield or something, you know? Yeah. Something right. like that. But it's not but that, super intuitive. Yeah. But then it's like you 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 logically are like, well, I want to control the, you know, the left fielder, but yeah, of course you want to bring him in if you if you think you know where it's going to land, but you still don't know where he is like left or right of the ball. Right. That's what was giving me a problem. Then I'd like get on screen and I'm like, "Oh, I'm nowhere near the ball." I think that might come down to just knowing the game and knowing kind of how fast people move. But still, not intuitive at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I sort of agree with that that statement. Like, it, it's it's not 
something that you're going to figure out on the first game or two, but since I'm sure that each setup is exactly the same every time it cuts to that fielding sequence, you will know where your fielders are. A lot of this game, even you know, fielding aside, batting, pitching, you name it, a lot of it feels like if I was actually playing in a Major League Baseball game, the way I was playing this video game was going, for me, as well as I would expect if I had to take an at-bat in the major leagues. Uh, <laughs> you know, the ball the ball is very fast. And I looked back at some of the other baseball games uh, just to see, like, was was all the pitching always like this? Did you always have to be ahead of the of the pitch and really, like, just make your decision on a gut reaction? And I think RBI baseball comes the closest, although RBI baseball has a little more of an arcadey style to the whole thing. So I think it works because the whole thing is fast and fun and, and your bat is huge. So a lot of times you don't have to worry about making contact. In this game, for some reason, I was just like, I was just really awful at um, at being able to tell what, what, the, what the pitcher was going to do. And he would he would pretty much be able to paint the strike zone around me. And there's no difficulty settings or anything. I'm just kind of wondering if you guys felt the same way uh you know about batting and stuff like that if you felt powerless in there i'd say uh first of all the umpire is a liar um (laughs) and the the, there's definitely that strike zone is like up to your nose um so there's a lot of because it will telegraph to you where the ball is gonna go with the with where the catcher's mitt goes and from there it's just can you get your batter into position and time the and, and time your swing right, um, but I'd say that the ball moves so fast when it's when they're doing fastballs that like yeah this is the hardest I've had to bat in uh, an NES baseball game so far. This is very difficult hitting. I also think that for me, the angle that it like you you hit from the angle that's behind the pitcher. I understand that it's like for that TV look of like getting both in the same shot, but from a playing experience, I think it's a really frustrating angle to choose because it's like on one, it's on the Z axis that we don't really know that doesn't really exist. Um, and two, it's like going away from the camera, if that makes sense. Cause you're behind the pitcher. So logically, like the ball should be getting smaller as it approaches the batter, whereas in some in like other baseball games where the ball is coming toward you, it's like a little bit easier to time because of that. But in this one, it's like getting further away. That makes sense, and it's also really fast. Yeah, I, I get that. That is a kind of uh, unintuitive way to do it. I didn't have any. Um like save states or anything like that. So I couldn't confirm this, but it it did feel like certain pitches. You're just not allowed to hit. There's just something about them where it's like your bat can't line up with where that pitch is going. So if you swing, it's just going to count it as a miss. It doesn't matter how early, how late you are. You're not going uh, to get a piece of that. And obviously I can't confirm that. I'm not going to try and confirm that, but I will say that I did do some testing uh, because uh, I did do a couple games uh, just playing the game as the game is played, but uh, there were a couple times that I was like, I need to see if I can hit this at all. And I think I I took 
like 50 chops at this one particular pitch, just rewinding and playing and rewinding and playing while it's in midair. And I couldn't, I couldn't land on it at all. So I think that there are some that are just impossible. Um, not that anyone that is playing this game on an actual console, like they'd ever know that, like they would just blame it on themselves. But I think that there are a couple impossible pitches in this. That's pretty sneaky, yeah. Because like people, yeah, like you said, people in '89 would never know that. <laughs> like yeah. they probably just thought, like, oh, I got to get better at this game. Um, well, I'll I'll admit something when it comes to the uh, to the batting that after a while, because I was having a lot of trouble with it too, and after a while, I noticed that I just noticed that for some reason there were a lot of like. Ju- apparently just at the top of the strike zone pitches like i don't know it seemed like there were more than any other pitches so i started just before the pitch was even thrown just deciding i'm gonna swing high <laughs> uh and i had better results just by guessing high wow. every time than i did when i was actually trying to like no like trying to uh hit the pitches so i don't know That's what that fine. tells you about my skill hey i mean you you found a pattern and you <laughs> exploited it do you think that you know, given that the game seems to be kind of hard to a novice, right? Do you think that with with time, I don't know how much time it would take, but just pretend that you have time. Do you think that this game could replicate the the more fun baseball experiences that we're used to having in some of our other NES games? Or is this one um, is this one just being a little too difficult to continue on with? I think notwithstanding the the handful of impossible pitches, uh, I think that this does come pretty close because in previous games, I could not for the life of me pull off any kind of play in terms of base running. But with the base running system in this game, like I was able to, you know, uh, send my uh, send my first base runner uh, to to second and then swing away and actually sort of get myself out of what would have been a double play. And then likewise, on the other hand, like in terms of fielding, I was able to actually uh, pick up some double plays uh, that in previous games just felt impossible to me because I feel like in this game, the uh, fielders have a little bit more leeway with timing. Um, So I think that like the way that they tweak the knobs in this one for balance you there there are some like fun there's some fun stuff that you can do with it. I actually did notice now that you mentioned it too. I noticed a couple times where a fielder, an AI fielder, would just hold the ball for like two seconds when like <laughs> they clearly could have gotten me out. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if that was just like a little bit of a like a mercy thing that they put I'm into the game sure. to make it yeah. not too hard. Um, but I I noticed that a couple times. There is something though about pace of play in, in a baseball game in a baseball video game too where there. You know, and, and this game had a weird balance of it too, because you have the pitcher throws the ball really fast, which I think, you know, hey, that's probably how fast it, or if, if not faster, it feels in the real major leagues, right? Those guys are throwing 96, 98 miles an hour. You know, who knows what it's like to face that kind of at bat? Only the other major leaguers do. So it has it has like moments like that, but the the fielding thing is a little weird because Joe, as you mentioned, they'll hold on to the ball, which I think is for, you know forgivable, right? It's like great. I'd love to be safe sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but also like to for the for the fielding of your own part, right? Forget the argument about you know sound cues and stuff like that. Fielders in general just move 
pretty slow in this game. And if it the ball gets hit in certain areas, it is a it is a uh, a crawl to get to the ball and then throw it to likely third base because you know that the guy hit a triple at this point. Um, there there's something about like how in this style of a video game, there needs to be a decision about like how fast an inning should move and how long a game of baseball should take to play. I think bases loaded really got that right in the sense that it was going full on simulation and was trying to experience like a very long baseball game. uh, That was also, you know, had its, had its downsides, right? It wasn't entirely fun and we ultimately didn't put it on the essential games list, but it stuck to that. And then you have RBI baseball, which was very arcadey. And I think a lot of us enjoyed, but still didn't get on the essential games list. This game feels like it's picking and choosing uh, its pace throughout based on whether you're fielding, batting, pitching, or running. And I actually do agree with Sean that the running part is probably the most fluid uh, of any of the running systems we've had so far, but also the most enjoyable because you actually feel like you have some control on the base running in the sense of, okay, well, I can... I can send this guy, but then if it looks like he's going to be out, I could send him back, and then yeah. I could put these guys in a squeeze and grab another guy to over to third base. I-, I like stuff like that, so I appreciate that. That's the kind of stuff I wanted to see modeled throughout the rest of the game. Uh, so I have a little bit of a devil's advocate on the running, though. Um, it is just one flaw, but it's a flaw that kind of hurt me quite a bit, uh, and, and that's that when when there's a when there's like a pop fly. Anyone you have on base will automatically just run to the next base. Will just advance, and uh, at that point, if the ball is caught, it's just like an easy triple play. If you have, you know, it's just it's too easy to get everyone out because they don't. I mean, you there's as far as I know, there's not an option to have them like run halfway down the bases and and wait. So they just run or go back. There's no like in between like you would do in like a real baseball game and, and just wait uh, to see if the ball is caught. And a couple times, I just didn't even notice that was happening because I was paying attention, you know, to my runner or whatever, and I didn't notice that was happening that or I didn't want to, like, give up and go all, all the way back for, for all my runners. No, I, so I then, totally get that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge flaw. Uh, that yeah, as soon as the to... ball is caught, it's just like, well, now I'm screwed because everybody who was on base is out because there's yeah. just no getting back. I had a problem with it at first joke because i noticed that actually happened to me with like i had a guy on third and it was only one out and it was a clear pop-up and i was like caught in by surprise with it but then i kind of thought like well you know the alternative is no you know in this baseball game obviously later baseball games can do whatever they want but in this one the alternative is they just never run and you have to send them all the time and i think it's better to be in control of because once you've hit the ball your only responsibility now as the uh, offensive team is to just be in charge of base running, you, it should be your call to send people back um, rather than say, okay, I'm going to send everyone forward because then you're losing momentum on a potential like extra base hit when they're not running and you have to send them. Like you, You'd have to make that call then. So I did appreciate that they decided to make everybody run rather than not run because I think you would be caught in more jams if the bases were loaded, if it was the opposite way. I, I don't think it's binary, though, because I think that there there is the, like, they could have put some game logic into this that recognizes that that hit is a pop-up, and in that regard, base running will behave differently like it does in modern games. Like, it doesn't have to just always be 
they stay until told to run or they run until Oh, absolutely. Told that would have that would have been the best solution. Yeah. No, hands down. I just think like if the only option is on or off, I'm saying leave that let them run. Yeah, I agree with that. One yeah. thing um that it made me think of is I mean, my favorite baseball games were always the backyard baseball games. And the way that those guys do it is that if there's a pop fly, all of the base runners will still run, but they'll run really slowly. Um, and then after it's caught, they'll automatically do what they're supposed to do. But you can also tell them to individually to do, like to advance if you want to ra- uh, risk it, or you can go back to a base. So I think that that is like a pretty simple, maybe, way. I don't know how to code it, but that seems like it's a good halfway or a good solution. In between innings, you're greeted on the scoreboard with just the words, fight. Um, not all the time. <laughs> not all the time, sure, sure. But like that one in specific, I guess I see what message they're going for. But if we're going for like baseball fanfare, shouldn't it be like charge? Well, most of the time, fight? I mean, I think I saw a fight a couple times, but most of the time it was just move on. <laughs> and and it would move on to the next uh, inning. Uh, so, and like, I think sometimes when maybe there was a home run in the previous inning, it would say like big hit. But yeah, I got that one too. Otherwise, they're kind of like non sequitur, and I kind of love it for that. They, they also have uh, Tecmo is number one. Yes, yeah. it's usually the seventh point. inning, I think. <laughs> I also brought up fight just because the first time that it happened, I was a little startled and thought that there was going to be like a benches clearing brawl <laughs> that was I'd happening that. between innings. And I would have loved that too, but that's why I just thought like, you know, fight is something that you would expect to see definitely in a, in a hockey game, in a football game, sure, but... In in the baseball game, like fights don't happen that often, so it just seemed really strange when it popped up on the on the scoreboard. Now that you say it like that, I want to see like I want to see the, in the NFL referees like allowing two football players to fight just on the field. <laughs> that would be something else. It really does show you how weird it is that it's kind of allowed in hockey, but that that's that's beside the point. And so let's move on to pitching, probably the only thing we haven't really talked in depth about yet. This one lets you uh, choose your style of pitch, but then also control that pitch with your cursor as the pitch moves, um, you know, into the strike zone. Did we like that? I I did like that. Um, So it it sort of works like uh, there's like three phases to each pitch. Uh, When you initiate the pitch, uh, whether you're holding up, down or nothing on the d-pad that sort of controls the speed so it could be like a fastball or like a, a slower pitch um and then while the animation of the pitcher pitching uh is going on you can select i think like eight different directions of like what corner you want to hit uh and then while the ball is in the air you could do like that after touch uh to make it curve in one way or another uh so i think that like pitching in this game at least in terms of how much control you have over each pitch is probably uh, the best executed uh at least in my memory of the baseball games we've played so far yeah i i kind of agree with that too i when i my first thought was it was weird that you're controlling the ball while it's in the air i don't remember if any other games did that um and while obviously that's that like kind of give, 
requires a set of like a skill or a, a type of thinking that isn't how you would think while you're pitching. Like once the ball's in the air, you have you don't have a control over it anymore. But it is a, when I thought about it more, it is a nice way to kind of replace the skill it would take to actually throw a curveball or actually, you know, it's not just like select curveball and your pitcher will automatically throw a curveball. Like you have to be doing something, and and the best way to translate that is by that I can think of is by allowing you to control the ball in the air. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I think there was one one I don't remember which, but uh, one of the uh, more basic looking uh, baseball games we played. Mo- I think all of the control was sort of after after the pitch, but exactly. Um, I I think that there are others that didn't allow you to do that at all. Hmm. Yeah, and it is an interesting decision to have like first you choose speed, right? Then only afterwards. You're choosing, like Sean mentioned, the eight different directions, but also like the the curve of the ball, like whether it will curve right or left or even forking the ball so that it has this sort of downwards curve, which I know fooled me every time the actual computer AI pulled it off. <laughs> <clears throat> That's really all you can say about pitching, right? I, I'm not sure there, there's a lot else there. Uh, otherwise, I, I, I definitely thought this was m- the more fun part of the game as opposed to uh batting because in batting it was just so stressful to try and hit that ball and honestly <laughs> yeah. i was even if even if they were forget about if the ump is rigged or not and their strikes or balls more than likely i was just swinging to hope to make some kind of contact and then let's just see what happens when the ball is in the field yeah you know like let's just see what happens but it wasn't good if i chose not to swing although i do wonder do you think like do you think a walk is possible with an umpire that that rigged i was walked a couple times in my okay play. that's good to know yeah i just swing all the time i i have to swing when <laughs> when, the, when when i see the ball come there's just something about it i i don't know if it's that view like that it would be impossible for me to <laughs> oh know i thought if it was or not. i thought it was a personality trait of yours yeah sean, i think it's secretly a personality trait sean how did you know that they were gonna be balls i just i mean like with throughout the game i could have sworn that the same up upstairs pitch was called a strike and a ball at random so i just sort of hoped for the best and you know was swinging at fouls that were obvious in the zone and i was able to drag like these uh, plate appearances out until i somehow got walked well you know random calls in the same uh pitch position that sounds like a simulation game now that's very real to <laughs> yeah. what happens in a regular baseball exactly. game so you know no, no complaints there we also have a watch mode, uh, just a mode where you could just watch Tecmo Baseball. Do you think that this is something you would just like, you know, oh, hey, let me plug in the cartridge real fast. We'll just put on the watch mode and have a party. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain kind of person that does that, <laughs> and I don't like that person. Yeah, like in the off season, you want to watch some baseball? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, you want to, like, play some bets, I guess, with your friends. I remember uh, back in the day, uh, it was probably like the Xbox era Madden games. Like they did have like a camera angle that was sort of like that somewhat isometric view of the field that sort of mimicked uh, the press box angle. Um, And I tried to watch a a computer controlled Madden game once. And the first time I did it, I'm like, this isn't working for me. Uh, This (laughs) looks stupid and I'm never doing this again. (laughs) I've heard we found out uh, we found out that a um in Mario Party 
if the computers are all like turned on to play, right? So you can have four computers just watch them play like a 50 turn Mario Party, right? You could just go do whatever else you want. But if you on the last turn change them to be human controllers, then you get all the stars that they got during those 50 turns. So this way you could cash those in to progress along with the rest of the game for the 100 stars required to get to the ending. (laughs) And so we did that. We would just like have them run and the computers would do that. And we weren't actually going to watch it. I think it was bizarre that Nintendo included a feature that would just let you watch four computers play Mario Party for 50 turns. But then there's also the risk of, like, you know, you go outside, you do some stuff, you come back, and they're actually, like, done, you know, and you missed it, and now you have to run it again. Incredible. I cannot believe you did that. I know that there's, like, charity melee tournaments also where everyone, like, pays money to be a computer player, and then all the computers just fight each other. So no one's actually fighting, but they still do it tournament style. And certain characters cost more money because they have better odds than other characters do. So I think that sometimes it could be maybe interesting. Yeah, that sounds fun. This thing just reminded me of when the Amiibos uh, came out and people were setting up on Twitch like eight player Amiibo fights because the Amiibos allegedly could learn from each other and from playing with you. So that's how they'd level up and they'd learn what to do. They would host these on Twitch, and then you could bet on who you were thinking was going to win. And the better the win-to-loss ratio of the Amiibo was, the worse the payout was. So that was like actually very interesting and um, a good version of a watch mode. But you know, <laughs> I just think in in general, like watch modes are just something that's so bizarre to even just see on these NES games. Like the idea of a child in this time wanting to watch something happen rather than just play it themselves feels feels weird to include it's funny though because now i mean obviously there's personalities attached but now that's what everyone always does is watch other people play video games on youtube so they were ahead of the time people you know right yeah at least there's some personality (laughs) there yeah maybe we should do a twitch stream with the four of us doing audio commentary of a of a watch mode <laughs> tecmo baseball that would be great i'm not against this yeah one of us is just gonna have to be like the injury report person though <laughs> that's great so we're, we're kind of winding down here let me take you through sequels and spinoffs we're gonna get a bunch of other tecmo games on the nes including tecmo bowl I think that's pretty famous. I think everybody expected that one. Then Tecmo Super Bowl. I don't know if that was like a surprise, but seems like the next natural step to go. Seems like it would take a lot of money, though, to get the the word Super Bowl included in there. I know you're not really allowed to say that. Anyone like the NFL has the rights to the words Super Bowl in that order. Yeah, you shouldn't even be saying it right now. It's weird, though, right? Because technically (laughs) I'm like promoting it. What do they have against using it? (laughs) Like, technically, me saying the Super Bowl right now, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that exists, and I should watch it in February. Now we're going right. to get arrested, Mike. Anyway, there's also Tecmo NBA Basketball. Now, that seems like they're going to have players uh, from the NBA, or at least teams, because they're using the NBA thing. And Tecmo Cup Soccer Game. Do you think they needed to include the uh, the subtitle Soccer Game? Does that feel weird? <laughs> I thought you just included that just now. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's it. That is really, uh, that's really. It there. could be a racing game, right? That's true. That's true. Or even a tennis game, I suppose. It yeah. could be like, uh, what's that? What's that pouring beer game? Could be like pouring things into cups. What the heck is that game? Arcade. Game. 
uh, okay. Tapper? Or not yes. Tapper. Something like that. Wow. It could be that. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is it? Soccer no, game. Tecmo- yeah, it's a soccer game. Oh, I thought we were talking, talking about, about the, 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 beer, the beer game again. Uh, no, we're saying Tapper. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you said it. You said it. Uh-huh. Right. You, speaking of you said it, there's also a Tecmo baseball game on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Can we guess what they might have called that game? Tecmo Super Baseball? Super Tecmo. You are absolutely oh. right. Oh, Sam, just you're so close, though. It might make more sense to be Super Tecmo Baseball because contrary to popular belief, there is no Super Baseball Championship at the end like there is a Super Bowl uh, there's the World Series instead. So Tecmo Super Baseball is what they went with, but maybe they should have went with Super Tecmo Baseball. Feels like the natural sequel to Tecmo Baseball. I took a, a chance here and said, well, if I'm going to continue the streak of playing all these sequels and spinoff games for the 1989 games, I might as well play Tecmo Super Baseball. This is a game that is very advanced for its time. I was blown away by some of the features that they included in this game. And then I was like simultaneously blown away by how many obtuse decisions are included in this game. It's almost like they knew that Tecmo Baseball was sort of a tough game where like, yeah, batting's not that much fun, but pitching's okay. Fielding is slow, but base running is fast. It feels like they knew that that happened, and then they just doubled down on it on the Super Nintendo. And honestly, like I consider Tecmo Super Baseball unplayable by my standards. I don't think that that's actually like... That's that's like baseball if you're dreaming, you know, and you just like are running in slow motion. <laughs> this is like you, everything that you try to do in that game. It's just a game where you can't win. Anytime, anytime that Mike refers to his dreams, I, I, I feel bad for him because they sound so nightmarish. All the dreams are nightmarish. It really is. But I would argue that dreaming you're playing in the major leagues and playing in the actual major leagues would be very similar experiences. Okay. You know, like, you're going to be bad. Is that how it works in professional baseball? Or professional dreams? (laughs) Professional dreams and professional baseball. Think about it, Sean. You step into the major leagues by accident, right? You're the rookie of the year, that that movie where the Chicago Cubs kid is uh, broken his arm or whatever. You're that kid. Okay. But you also don't have that... You don't have that superpower. That happens in the movie. Instead, you're just playing... No, I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It did happen in the movie. But just pretend for a minute, Sean, that it's you at your current age, with all your current abilities, and they're telling you, you just have to pinch hit, okay? Oh, like you're God. Just, it's no big deal, <laughs> middle of the, you know, like... like. Are you, are you insulting me mid- right now, Mike? I feel no, it. it's the middle of the season, fourth <laughs> inning of a no-nothing game, like, it doesn't matter at all, but now you know that you have to go up there <laughs> and, and at least see three pitches. You know, like, do you even swing? Do you even go for it? I think I'd fucking go for it. You gotta I know go for I it. No, I wouldn't hit, but I think I'd fucking go for it. I bet I'd hit it. Swing away, I Mike. bet I would swing around in a full circle and then fall into the dirt. <laughs> I bet yeah, I'd, I'd get swing like out. a half hour after the, the ball was in the catcher's mitt. Anyway, we're not here to talk about how we would perform in the major leagues. We're here to talk about how Tecmo Baseball would perform in a little something I like to call the Essential Games List. So to be honest, I don't really know where on my baseball games list this falls exactly. Uh, I feel like they're all, I mean, not that they're like, for all emulating the same sport, 
they have they have their differences, but in my head they're all they're all bleeding together a little bit. But I, what I can tell you is that this game is definitely not significantly higher than the other ones enough to get it on the essential games list. So for all the same reasons I haven't voted any baseball game so far on the essential games list, I'm also not voting this onto the essential games list. And Sam? Uh this this game is not the most fun baseball game that I've played. I don't think it's the most fun baseball game I've played on the NES. And there's a lot of stuff that's wrong with it. There's a lot of frustrating parts. I personally I think that for a baseball game on a console like the NES to be successful, it has to be way more arcadey and less real and less realistic to be fun. Um, and so this game, I don't know, it simulates baseball well enough, but it's not on the essential games list for me. Fair enough, Sean. I'll agree. Uh, I'll agree with Sam, and that like this isn't even the best baseball game on the system so far. Um, I think it's it's up there. Um, but just by virtue of not being good enough at the only thing it can do, it's not going to be on the essential games list. Yeah, you're kind of doomed if you are in a genre that currently has no games on the essential games list, and then you're not the best game in that genre. Like, it's going to be really hard to get on the essential games list. So it's no surprise the way we voted today. I would say, however, that I could put this above NES Baseball close to bases loaded right up there with major league baseball but like rbi baseball is still far and away uh the best one on the system you know if nes baseball is haunted i think the tecmo baseball has like slight levels of paranormal activity (laughs) like there's just there's moments where this game has a mind of its own certainly the ump does but i just i don't want to say it's haunted and I almost, like, when I first started playing this game, it felt like hell. But at the end of the day, give it its shake out. I think, like, there's just slight moments of paranormal activity that would set off, um, you know. Like if an you were, EVP if you were in... device or something like that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing to be alarmed about. It's fine if you have a copy in your house. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't throw it out just yet. Who just knows? don't put it on top of a Ouija board. Yes, exactly. And don't speak to it. <laughs> don't speak to any of your video games though honestly <laughs> next week we're gonna keep up the sports genre and we're gonna uh play wwf wrestlemania i can only imagine how many sports fans i upset by calling a wwf game a sports game but i just did and there's nothing you can do about it because it's been recorded sean is wwf a sport um wow that's that's a loaded question i don't think so it's entertainment sports entertainment I thought it was Federation. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think we say, though, that, like, baseball is a league. Like, it, before we say it's a sport. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You said, you asked me, is WWF a right. sport? That's true. That's true. I didn't want to say wrestling, though, because then it's like, well, which kind, right? Because there's obviously wrestling that is totally a sport. And then there's... No, like, I think even, like, Greco-Roman wrestling is rigged. Interesting. Well, I mean, we don't have any way to find out whether or not, right? Like, <laughs> like, who knows if the, you know, if the Olympics might be scripted for all we know. Did Michael Phelps really win all those medals by that slim of a margin? I, I <laughs> Or did they start turning on the water jets for the other guys? I think this laps? is the only worthwhile conspiracy theory. Just saying, just saying. WWF WrestleMania, it's a big deal because 
we've been talking about, I've been talking about, I don't know if you guys have, I've been talking about WWF for a while, and now I get to finally talk about a video game for WWF. We've played some other wrestling games before, like Muscle in 1986. That was a mess. So we're going to see if WWF WrestleMania could either um, break that streak or take the title. I really just want to play as Sting. Uh, Sting is WCW, but I can understand how you would make that confusion. No, no, no. It's not confusion. I just want to play as Sting. Oh, I got you. So this game can't be on. You judge your wrestling essential games list by whether Sting is in it. (laughs) You got it. Yeah, that's true. Sting, the wrestler, or Sting from the That's what I was going to ask. I wasn't sure about that. Uh, Sting Sting the wrestler. Uh... He's gonna. He, he's going to say, uh, "NWO is going down." He should say, "Like, don't stand so close to me." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good too. Joe, any final thoughts on wrestling, Tecmo baseball, the podcast, where to find us? Any thoughts about that? Uh, as far as as far as wrestling, I just hope it's as good as the uh, PlayStation One WWF games, which I'm sure oh, it's exactly wow. the same. That's yeah. a- that's that's a great call though. I love those PlayStation One WWF games. Me too. So I have the high stakes or high a uh, high bar set for next week. That's true. That's true. Anyway, since you couldn't answer it, I will. You can always find us <laughs> at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. You can talk to me, Michael Esposito. I'm at Esposito Film on Twitter, and we'll be talking to you next Friday for another great episode of Nostalgia. Nostalgia. <laughs>